Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the Women Developing Brilliance show. Today we're going to be talking about recognizing the power of self-worth and how to immediately cultivate more. Such a valuable topic and one that I feel often gets overlooked because I think many times self-worth, like confidence, many people feel you either have it, you're born with it, or you don't, end of story. And that can't be further from the truth. So we're going to uncover this. We're going to bust a few myths and stick around because I'm going to share a few simple ways that we can cultivate even more, which is exciting. So I was recently in Jamestown and I visited the Lucille Ball Museum, the Lucy Desi Museum. It was super fun to cruise around. They had her nostalgic TV sets her beautiful outfits, and it was very cool to learn more about her impressive life. Not only was Lucille Ball a wickedly smart businesswoman, but she also broke down barriers for women all over the world in the entertainment industry and beyond. It was pretty incredible, pretty mind-blowing. But one of the quotes that touched my heart from her was, love yourself first, and everything else falls into line. She continues to say, you really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. And it got me thinking about self-love and self-worth. Now, for years, I struggled with not feeling good enough. In fact, I don't think I'm alone because after coaching women from all over the world, despite how accomplished they were, each had some degree of not enoughness. It's so easy from an outside perspective to look at someone and think they have it all figured out that their confidence must be high if they're high achieving, right? Wrong. Not valuing yourself heavily influences your decision and quality of life. I want you to think of a time in your life that if you had more self-esteem, that you would have made a different decision one that would have served you better. Maybe this looks like you said yes to the wrong partner, one that brought you down or caused emotional pain and suffering. Or it could be that you said yes to a project that was soul-sucking and suppressive. I just want you to think about that for a minute. If you had more self-esteem, would you have made different choices? Would you have thought you were worth a different outcome? a different person, a different job. So this is all just about recognition. It's not about shaming and blaming ourselves because we have all been there at some point in our lives. And generally, we aren't taught to recognize our own personal traits and qualities. It isn't until we're older and perhaps interested in personal growth that we even start to utilize tools like the Gallup Strength Test or partake in Enneagram Assessment. I mean, there's a slew of them out there, but those are two that are coming to mind. 
And honestly, it can be illuminating to see a report reflecting back your attributes, maybe for the very first time. Wouldn't it be a wonderful world where our children are taught to celebrate their wins, to talk about their strengths, to practice gratitude and honor in their hearts on a daily basis? I think it would be absolutely a game changer. And we do have the power to nurture our inner child now, even if there were parts that never got attended to in our past. We get to change the story for good and adopt a new paradigm. Now, what would a new paradigm of worthiness look like for you? What would believing new and empowering thoughts about yourself look like? What would it sound like? What would it feel like? If I'm not good enough has been a part of your makeup, what would I am enough feel like? I'm a visual person, so with any change work, I like to visualize the process. And when I think of changing the story and flipping around old limiting beliefs, I visualize designing a new fabric and seeing how that new empowering design gets embedded in my physical makeup, that each new thread weaves in something beautiful and life-giving. It helps me understand that we can rewrite old stories that don't serve us, no matter how deep the root is. We know awareness is the first step. So if you find yourself choosing things that are less than, it could be an opportunity to examine how it may be connected to the belief system of your worthiness. Now, just for fun, there's a very simple online test that you can take. It's the Rosenberg Self-Esteem Test. I'll put the link in the show notes. Take your results with a grain of salt. For me, it was just a chance to get a fast check-in, little mini assessment. And on the same subject, I recently connected with a friend and she mentioned that she joined a 12-step program for support. Now, my interest was piqued and she continued to tell me that it was under earners anonymous. I didn't even know it existed. I was curious and I researched some of the symptoms related to UA. I was actually not surprised to see several areas overlap with common issues that I help women entrepreneurs face and transform. Some examples of not valuing yourself include undercharging, over-delivering, working to exhaustion, and slow to praise or recognize contributions. Now, if this is you and you're nodding your head, you're not alone It's really fascinating, and I also want to clarify that I am not saying that we all have secret psychological issues, but what I do feel strongly about is that our thoughts control our feelings, which in turn govern our actions, to which our results are directly tied to, and science backs this up. This means how we think about ourselves changes our reality. Think positive thoughts about yourself and embody worthiness, and see your world open up and change for the better. I've been studying the work of American psychologist Abraham Maslow. In fact, you've probably heard me reference his quote, what one can be, one must be. I love that. He also included this interesting thing. He included self-respect in his hierarchy of needs. He described two different forms of respect. The need for respect from others and the need for self-respect, so that inner self-esteem. 
Now, respect from others entails recognition, acceptance, status, and appreciation, and was believed to be more fragile and easily lost than inner self-respect. According to Maslow, without the fulfillment of self-respect need, individuals would be driven to seek it and unable to grow and obtain self-actualization. This episode is brought to you by Know Thyself and Lead, my free mini training that unlocks the top three secrets that you need to joyfully thrive. You'll learn the number one way to fuel action so that you're never stuck or procrastinating again. You'll crack the code and unveil your specific aligned purpose for more flow and ease, and you'll discover the way to propel you further, faster. You can binge watch all three trainings at once or at your leisure. Either way, you'll want to sign up and dive right in. Access Know Thyself and Lead at kcrossi.com slash lead. That's kcrossi.com slash lead. Now, please enjoy the show. Now, let that soak in for a moment. I mean, when I first read that, I was like, woo-wah. So to me, that just is really kind of illuminating two sides of respect, the need to be seen and appreciated from the outside and the need to experience and feel self-respect from the inside. No doubt a powerful duo. And I feel as leaders, we must start with ourselves, that self-worth precedes seeing the value in others. And this, my friend, is a crucial part of effective leadership, being able to see and celebrate the value in others. And it starts with seeing and celebrating the value in ourselves. Now, what steps can you take to increase your self-worth? Here are a couple. One, you can tolerate less. Create and adhere to boundaries. This can be both personal and professional. Minimize or eliminate what drags you down, what makes you feel like you second-guess your value every time you're around it. That, again, could be people, places, and things. We get to look at that and minimize or eliminate those things. Number two is prioritizing your needs. And this, I often say self-care is not selfish, really, really tuning in and seeing what you need. And that could be something that is as basic as a fundamental, like maybe you need to meal prep. So you are getting in the nourishment and not just grabbing junk on the go. Maybe you need to put in an earlier bedtime so you can enhance or optimize your sleep. Whatever it is for you, number two is prioritizing your needs. Prioritizing your needs. Number three is keeping good company. So very important. Now, Jim Rohn's wisdom, and you've probably heard this, is we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. We are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. This is something that we get to choose wisely on. So keep good company. Good company are people that lift you up, that celebrate you, that see your self-worth and get to remind you and reflect it back to you on those occasions when we forget it. Number four is do what makes you happy because there is incredible power in joy. There's incredible power in cultivating our own happiness. And our happiness is definitely tied into our self-worth. 
So do what makes you happy and feel it and get embodied with all that juicy goodness when you're in the thing that makes you happy. Maybe it's singing, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's volunteering and having service as a part of your life. Whatever it is, number four is do what makes you happy. And then number five, and I alluded to this earlier, but it's celebrating our wins. ABC, always be celebrating. But I want to add one little word. I want to add celebrate micro wins. Because I think oftentimes, especially as overachievers or, you know, women in business and entrepreneurialism and leadership, we often wait for the biggest things like when I write my book, when I book a TED Talk, when I fill in the blank with like a ginormous win, we often wait. In fact, I just recently emailed a client of mine because she had a really beautiful article published and I had written to her and I said, hey, how are you celebrating? You know, how are you celebrating this win? And she wrote back and put celebrating, hmm, with kind of like a smiley face. And this is the thing I really feel that we could totally approach our business in a very different way, in a way that's much more life-giving, in a way that's much more cultivating our own self-worth. And this idea of celebrating micro-wins, to me, the most effective way to do that is daily. In fact, I have a peer coach. That's what we've been practicing all week long is we send each other a text and we share what our micro win was, we get to not only encourage that and relive it and recognize it in our own self, but sharing that to another person is this really cool way to continue to boost sacred space, to see one another and to celebrate one another and celebrate ourselves. So that's been a super fun thing. We've done it every single day, including the weekends. And it's been really fun because it's actually kind of gotten my mindset into what am I going to share with Alice? You know, like it's getting to be six o'clock, like I'll review my day. And I think like, what was a win? And a lot of times I have more than one win. And, you know, if we're not paying attention and reflecting, sometimes it can, and oftentimes it can totally go unrecognized and unnoticed. And we just think about what wasn't done. And we think about the emails that still have to be attended to. We think about our to-do list and our inbox that's still there in a giant pile. And we tend to get overwhelmed. And that overwhelm, again, when we go back to that thought, feeling, action loop, that overwhelm can definitely make us start to compare to other people. It can start to lower our self-respect and it can start to diminish our worth. We don't want to do that. And with these five steps tolerating less, adhering to boundaries, prioritizing our needs, keeping good company, doing what makes you happy, and celebrating the micro wins, we literally get to change the story and rewrite something that is going to immediately cultivate a sense of self-worthiness and a higher sense of self-esteem. Now, let me know which one you're going to adopt so you can create a new habit As always, we continue the conversation in the Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, so you can head over there or you can drop a comment on the show notes. What I recommend is picking one, one of these five, rocking it until it's fully ingrained, and then going back and moving down the list. It is absolutely incredible. So to understanding, 
your full beauty. Embracing, not even just understanding, we need to embody it. We need to understand, we need to embody it, we need to embrace it, we need to share it, we need to celebrate our full beauty, glory, potential, and gifts. And like Buddha said, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. Amen and a ho to that. Until next week, my friend, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to leave you with two things. One, if you have a topic that you are struggling with or you just want to hear a different perspective, then definitely reach out to me and let me know. It would be my pleasure to curate a podcast episode especially for you. That's number one. Number two, if you enjoy this podcast, you can feel free to leave feedback at lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. And I wanted to share some recent feedback from Ellie Runkles from Spain. And she says, love this podcast. Casey is brilliant, and so are the women she brings on her show. She asks great questions to create really engaging conversations and gives so many insights to women business owners. Thank you so much, Ellie. In fact, I interviewed Ellie, so she is one of those amazing women. She is a copywriter out of Spain. I highly recommend that you take a listen to that episode that we had. In fact, I will also include those show links in the notes. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Until next time, 